Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Southbury706 from the Committee Podcast. Uh, we got Adolphus Savage, and we're going to uh, hit y'all with part two of our mini-series called Black to the Future. So, Adolphus, kind of break down what, what we're trying to do here for the people. Um, well, as always, what we're trying to do for the people is, um, I know that we title it Black to the Future, but this is truly for anybody and everybody. I'm just trying to give you uh, personal points of views on uh, financial freedom, the things that you could do to better your life overall, and some decisions that you can help and hopefully reach out and help the black community and then even some that are outside of it. So this is something we pride ourselves on doing. Um, both of us are pretty good. I'm, I'm in the financial industry, so definitely got some pointers to give, and we appreciate any feedback that we can get. Yeah, definitely. So this, this is kind of more for people like our homeboy. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid who got roasted on the last podcast. Go check that one out. Free smoke, free smoke. Like he, he's a younger guy. So it's, it's kind of like giving people like him or anybody else trying to get their stuff together financially a time machine, I guess. Because we, we've kind of made not all the mistakes, but a good bit of them regarding money and our ideas on money and how you know we handle money. So hopefully we can you know help you avoid some traps and help people set themselves up for success. Disclaimer, I am not in the financial industry. I'm just a regular guy. So take take what I tell you with a grain of salt. I'm just trying to give you, you know, my experiences. So I know Adolphus has some things he want to get into. So what's, what's popping? Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to take a detour really quick. I, I do have a worst tweet of the week that I want to um, inject into this. Um, this one is for Joe underscore bro four. Uh, bro is spelled with the UX like they do it at LSU and in Louisiana. And he said, any support of the Black Lives Matter movement is wrong. I'm done with the Saints. I have a problem giving money to people who hate me because I'm white. Hashtag boycott the NFL. Um, I know that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this segment, but we do always like to do worst fit of the week. I would just like to say to you, I know you may not ever listen to it, but Joe Bro for um black lives matter black people in general um people that are boycotting injustices uh for racial reasons we don't hate white people like we're actually trying to be on evil uh, i'm sorry even footing with you guys um so just so that we can have a better chance to live and prosper throughout lives so shout out for you for your ignorant stance on on things um how i'm going to kick it off this week when you're young you can have like a couple of different things. I know myself in South Breeze, um, we were both put in a position to where from a car perspective, we were given some decent deals. I actually got mine for free, but we were actually put in a position to succeed in life by either getting a good deal on a car or receiving a car for free. So for me, um, when I was about maybe 17, um, all I had to do was make good grades, get my driver's license and my grandmother gave me her car. And so that was something that I will credit to uh, basically helping me out because I didn't have to save up, you know, one, two, three thousand dollars for a car. And I definitely think that that, that does make a difference um, for people. So my point that I'm getting into now is I see a lot of times, and this isn't to anybody directly, but there's a lot of times when we come to getting our first car, even our second car, you have to taper expectations. So, for instance, I like BMWs. I like Lexus. I like uh, Toyota, Honda, different things like that. I like Mercedes. 
those cars probably are not going to be my first car. Like if I'm just starting out, if I didn't get some help from my parents or grandparents, I'm probably just going to focus on getting whatever it is that I can get and then getting ghosts, you know, just making sure that it doesn't leak oil, the transmission is straight, maybe take a mechanic with me. Um, even from a cosmetic perspective, like all that stuff should be minimum because when you're first starting out, you just kind of want to be able to get from point A to point B. Hell, I, it was a point now when I first got my car, I had AC, but I think I went like a whole six, eight months without AC in Florida in the baking hot sun. Yeah. I didn't care because I was like, look, I'm riding, you know, and everybody's riding with me. So one of my things that I would like to point out to people that are trying to save for that first car, um, look at Craigslist, offer up uh, the Facebook community if you have that. Um, even the classifieds, I, don't, I know people don't really read the news like they used to. Try to find you a car for under $1,000. Um, look for key things such as a car that's low maintenance, um, doesn't leak oil, Make sure you have a mechanic, family mechanic, uh, uncle, whoever. Take them with you. Check the car out. And just make sure that you get something that will get you from point A to point B. Don't try to necessarily save up three or $4,000 for the elusive old dream car. Because typically, first, you're going to spend a lot more time on Ubers, public transportation, uh, Lyft, whatever it is that you use. And that time you can actually spend buying a car, making some small improvements along the way, and then flipping it to get to where you want to get. Um, South Breeze, I knew you personally, and I remember that first car you had, and I remember you having it and the transformation that you did to it. And I know how much you paid for it. And it's like, honestly, if you would have got out at the right time, you probably could have made quadruple off that car than what you paid for it. I mean, and then you could have got you something, you know, whatever you wanted later on or decided to keep in and keep investing. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Um, and and what, what transpired through your mind when you were going after that elusive first car? Well, with me, first and foremost, back to your initial statement, Everybody, it's not just you that likes BMWs or Mercedes or Lexus. Everybody likes those type of cars. Like everybody has in their mind, that's the cars you need to drive. You know, I have to have this car. But in all reality, man, those cars are going to get you to the same place that a brand new Honda Civic will get you. It'll get you the same place a used Honda Civic will get you. So it, it's more of a status symbol of anything for, for cars like that. And to be honest, you haven't earned it. Let's keep it a buck. Like, you're not Kylie Jenner or a Kardashian or a rich person's kid. Like some of those car payments cost as much as people's rent or mortgages. So you being whatever age you are, let's say you're in high school, or fresh out of high school, even in college, you, you haven't earned that. Not even that you haven't earned it, you can't afford it. So with me, with, with my car, uh, first and foremost, I was terrified to drive when I first uh, got a car. So I didn't get my license. So I was after I was 18, but I rode dirty, you know, hold it down. But <laughs> as far as with me, it's like I was just sick of walking, first and foremost. I had to walk to work every single day. Now, granted, it wasn't far, but, you know, if you're trying to take girls in the movies or buy some sneakers, it's like, yo, I hate depending on people. So I, I bought my car from my, my grandpa, and this car had well over 300,000 miles. So, But it still got me from point A to point B. You know, I was a uh, you know, young southerner. I decided to get my car painted, throw some rims on it, you know, usual. But 
Yeah, yeah. The the whole you know how that goes. Maybe you don't know how it goes. You're not from the south. You're not in the cars, but yeah, man. And and to be honest, all that stuff I did in that car was a waste of money too. I spent money for rims that I don't have anymore. I spent money on paint on a car I don't own anymore. I spent money on a stereo that I do not own anymore. So as far as if taking Adolphus's advice, I should have just kept the car stock. It got me from point A to point B. And I could have saved that additional money to make the next move to get a, you know, maybe a, a used Honda Civic or used Honda Accord that aesthetically looks better. It's better on gas and it'll probably last me longer until I get to the point where I'm, you know, stable enough or successful enough to be able to look at, you know, making moves to get in a position to get that Lexus or that BMW or that, you know, my personal dream car is a Corvette, which Adolphus knows I've been wanting to get this car for at least a decade. Yeah, and I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, it's been several points where I've, you know, I've test driven a couple of like, you know, but you know what? That car payment is not a joke. Like, it's nice not having that car payment and car insurance beating down your neck every month. Like, dang, like this car is nice, but the minute I drive up the lot, I'm losing money off of this. So, you know, when you're ready, ready to make that decision, make sure you all your ducks in a row. You shouldn't be struggling to pay your, you know, your rent or put food on the table or do things you want to do because you have this car payment. Like, when you make those kind of moves, you still need to be able to live your life the way that you want to live it. Like if you yeah. want to go take a trip or go on a vacation or go out to eat, you shouldn't be eating ramen noodles because you have a brand new car outside. So that's kind of my my two cents. And I think that's an accurate two cents. I mean, that's something that um, we see and hear about in all sorts of walks of life. Um, I just wanted to give you guys just some pointers on things to look for when you're looking for um, a first car. I know I'd had a conversation with my father, and I think he, you know, he's looking for a car for my brother. And I think my little brother is just more into, hey, how fast we're going, how good it looks. And I mean, I know a lot of people that are like that. Like, okay, I want something cute if I'm a girl, kind of small. If I'm a dude, I want something with a little bit of power or rims on it or, or just whatever. And it's like at the end of the day, hey, I mean, I was looking last night. I seen like a 94 Altima for 500 bucks that ran. You know, that's good. Maybe it lasts you six months. Maybe it lasts you six years. You get your foot in the door with that, and then you can make moves further down the line. Because like South Breeze said, what you don't want to do is get in a position um, such as it was, it was a lady I used to work with, and I had a car that I was going to sell her. And what I was going to do, um, she was going to give me $800 down and I think 150 every two weeks for – just like a few additional weeks or something like that. It wasn't even that long. And her and her husband, they were going to work together and pay it off quickly. So instead of doing that, she took, she put $1,200 down and got a Honda and then leased it. Now it was a decent deal because I think it was only three years um, at $300 a month. But I'm like, you know, you could have just had my car because there's still two of you guys paid that off and then came back to get something later or get another cash car later. And that way the insurance will obvious, obviously be lower because you own the car. You don't have to put full coverage. Um, you don't have to worry about paying a car note. Um, if you get in a dire situation, you can go do a, a title loan, which I wouldn't recommend, but just in case you own the car and you can do that. And it was just like, when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, on some ends, what they did was decent 
But if you're going to a buyer pay here, you're not getting any credit for the buy at all. So, I mean, essentially, you're just dumping money into something that is depreciating instantly. Like, it's just really not going to be worth anything. And it's just kind of like some of these small moves, and I know a car is not a small move, but some of these moves that we make, they could really harm you in the long run. And you really have to just scope out what you're doing. I got one more little quick thing because I know we're going to make this a quicker episode, but like, when I remember I, when I was like 18, 19, when I first started receiving like credit card stuff, re- make sure you read the the small lines because this is one of the things that can trip you up in the long run. I took a credit card that gave me, I think it was $300 in credit, but they were going to charge me the annual fee up front. It was like $100. And then it was like eight bucks a month for some other fee to have the card. And then it was a processing fee. So out of this $300 card that I got, before I even swiped my first purchase, $175 was was already put on the card. And it was like, did I know any better? No, not at the time. I mean, I took economics. I wasn't really too proficient in it. I mean, I, I did good in the class and I picked up a lot of things, but I didn't think of it. And I'm like, wow, I got a credit card, but I already have $175 balance on it. So I only have $125 I can spend and it's charging me $8 a month regardless of, of what I do. So it was just a terrible deal. So um, the reason why we do this Black to the Future is just to simply point out some things, some errors that we may have made and some ways that maybe just so you in the future won't get tripped up. So anytime you do things like this, just make sure you read the fine print and make sure you out here making boss moves. If you got a a homeboy, if you got an OG, um, if you got a friend, if you got a family member, hey, run down some of this stuff to them so then they can say, hey, you know what? I think this is a good idea. I think this is a bad idea. Like for myself, I usually go to, to South Greece for a lot of things and ask for his input on something because I know that he's from a different walk of life. He has different life experiences. And it's kind of it's kind of a good working relationship because you do get that advice from that person. That's all I got for the day. Um, I do like to uh, give a shout out to um, Adria Elizabeth. Um, thank you for sharing the podcast amongst friends. Um, thanks to Lauren and Tony who've been on here before. Um, and shout out to just everybody else has just been really down. Um, we're hoping to get a little bit further as far as the viewership soon. And I am Adolphus underscore Savage. If you have any financial questions, comments, links, anything, hey, just hit me up. I'm always available. Committee Podcast, this podcaster is out. <laughs> yeah, my quick tidbit is any financial decision you're making, before you make it or you think about making it, log off Instagram. Because Instagram is going to show you things like, oh, I need to get this big baller house and this big baller car and all these shoes and whatnot. Nah. Log off internet, step into reality, and make a judge sound decision. So, again, I'm not a financial expert, but if you need some financial tips or just want some of my experiences, you can hit me up on Twitter at Southbreeze 706 Drop us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And share with your friends. This is uh, South Pre-706, and we are out. Peace.